So hello everyone, my name is Jonna Bateman. I'm also known as Grace. Today we welcome India Andrews Hartman. Hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> yes, from a mess to living in God's best. So just before we get started, um, I know everyone doesn't know, but next week will be the last week um, before the end of the season. So May 20th is the end of this season. And if you need it to reschedule because something happened, you will want to do it before that date or you'll just be moved to the next season. So um, let me tell you all <laughs> what struck me about Miss India Hartman. It was a post that she made on Facebook and um, on April 7, 2021. And it says... I remember when I was in adultery, he had a wife, but they left each other alone. No matter the circumstances, he wasn't mine. Dating someone whose heart is reserved from, for someone else isn't God's plan for you. I finally, after three years, walked away and there came my now husband. Listen, sis. God will never give you someone else's spouse. I don't care what he says or what she says. They are married unless they have legal divorce papers. Oh my gosh. This stuck out to me so much because I personally know people who are praying to God about somebody else's husband. Oh Lord, that was me. Oh Jesus. <laughs> It was a lot of us, but but constantly praying to God about somebody else's husband. First, uh, India, you are married now, correct? Yes, I've been married um, since um, March the 4th, 2017, so four years. Okay, Two great. Years. Beautiful, beautiful. And you have three bonus children. Yes, um, I have three bonus. Yes, ma'am. Um, I have um, a nine-year-old boy. Um, and two girls, um, one is 12, one is 14. Okay. And do you all want any, uh, children together? We do. We have lost, um, one child. Um, we lost to a miscarriage, wow. um, in September the 4th, 2019. And then we lost two chemicals as well since then. I just haven't put it on Facebook. I don't do all when you say chemical, what is that? So a chemical basically means that, um, it doesn't even get the chance to fully form. So okay. the, the pregnancy test detected it early on directly mm -hmm. but it it didn't even get to like two weeks three weeks or anything like that it released itself and most women have had chemicals they just think it's a late pregnancy i mean a late um pre, um a late cycle. cycle yes because i don't so when you know your body mm -hmm. i've never had a late cycle right and when my calendar my p tracker says it's coming on on the six like it did this right night, it comes on on the six now i give my body about three to four days after and before because hormones change and your body yeah. things happen but no at that time um it was 10 days late um and then i got a positive test and then my, but then like two days later um i was bleeding um, and then I went to the hospital and it was detected negative at that moment. So it kind of been a, basically they consider that like a chemical. Okay. Um, and everything. So yes. So I had a chemical then. Wow. It's so interesting that you said that I'm currently expecting. And, um, I know, uh, some of my other friends, uh, who were expecting at, at points and, and, you know, just the whole process of being pregnant in the first trimester, it does not feel good at all. It sucks. Uh, it's like you know, people. 
I guess you could say, Mase, um, it best people want you to be excited, and you can yeah, definitely yeah, be excited. Yeah. <laughs> when, you're regular, when, you're, when you're used to regular pregnancies, definitely, definitely be excited. But right. like people on my end of the it isn't excited, it's, it's, it's anxiety. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So are like, you excited? Hmm. I'm not excited Congratulations. about pain. Thank you. So, you know, the symptoms, I'm not excited about that. If I could just be pregnant and, you know, just be pregnant and, hey, and I don't even know it, you know, I'm grateful for that. But anyway, so um, when you mentioned the miscarriage, um, I was thinking about my friend earlier who, you know, just go through all of that different, uh, those different hormones, those changes with your body, how you don't feel good. And just to do all that and lose the baby, like... How does that make you feel about trying again or when people even ask you about, you know, having children with your husband? How does that make you feel? Well, the first thing is I get that question a lot. Um, I get that question to people that say, y'all don't even want a baby. Instead of saying, hey, yeah, that is the way that people come off. Because you have seen me marry on social media. Of course, anybody that kind of reads my social media page will personally know that I've lost kids because I advocate for it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for people that really don't see a lot, they may say, y'all don't want no kids. Mm-hmm. And I have to, and I don't mind at all saying, Hey, we've, we've lost, I've lost a total of five, um, including the chemicals or whatever. Yes. So the first, wow. set, yeah. So the first set was twins. And, um, when oh, I was 21 wow. and then I had the one when I got married and then I had the two chemicals. Wow. So, so basically, uh, when people say that, I said, Hey, um, I did get pregnant, but I lost. And somebody literally just asked me on last weekend, um, on my birthday, on uh, everything, because they haven't seen me in a while. And I was at a birthday party. And so they were like, hey, you and your husband don't want kids. And I was like, no, not right now. Um, I said, well, I didn't say no, not right now. I just said, we've already tried right now. Um, right now, I'm honestly just, I'm, I tell people I'm just chilling. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, you ask me, how does it feel? What now? How does it feel? To Just like, kind of- how does it feel when people are asking you about that? No, and you know, well, you know, I had a miscarriage, but people are just kind of asking it, asking you that maybe in an insensitive way. Of course, they wouldn't know, but how does it make you feel about answering that question? How does it make you feel about wanting to have more children? Like, how does it make you feel? When when I say wanting, I mean like, you know, you like, should I try? I'm scared. I, you know. What if it don't work this time? Like, how does, how do you honestly? I have been like that in the past. Um, now I'm a little bit more confident um, mm-hmm. to my, my my decision of telling people mm-hmm. um, and everything. But I did go through a step and a process um, about maybe two months ago when I when I just was like, you know what? Let me stop and let me figure out if there's something wrong with my body. Most women automatically go to the doctor, see if why they've lost kids and see, you know, they go see if they got lupus or if they got PCOS or if they got endometriosis or anything like that. Mm-hmm. For me, the doctors were just like, oh, okay you lost them they didn't care so i took it upon myself to advocate for myself for a month Mm -hmm. just to see what could i do what could india do and so to make sure that it wasn't anything i personally needed to do in this situation Mm -hmm. um and everything and so um i um took time out to go to the doctor um she took tests lupus everything came back clear Mm -hmm. um and it um then i came back with um they did a um pelvic exam 
mm-hmm. or whatever. And so it did come out that I had fibroids. And yeah. so, um, and so then um, the doctor set me up a test. She said, I don't think you need to go to a reproductive specialist. I think you just need to go to the OBGYN. I'm mm-hmm. sending you a referral. So I went to the referral. Um, the man didn't have bedside manners. He sucked. <laughs> he didn't have bedside manners. Yeah. Like he just, he was rude and he just oh. really didn't know how to, to give information, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And so um, basically once we were uh, in that conversation, me and him, he was like, well, do you want to have kids? And so he asked me and I was like, yeah, I plan on it. And he's right. like, well, we're not going to talk about that today. Like the way he came off and I was like, okay, what are we going to talk about it? So he started talking the doctor talk, the big, words i'm like can you please simplify what does this all mean so basically he was saying that i didn't do need they were basically the size of like like this big or whatever he said they weren't big enough to remove and they they were not the cause of basically being able to birth the child or losing children he Mm -hmm. feels like if i'm not having painful cycles and if i um not only painful cycles but if i wasn't even having back pain or anything like that then he just thought hey you shouldn't bother him yeah. So at this time, um, I was at a point when he came at me, it um, made me feel inadequate in one moment, the way he came at me and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because he was just like 95% of African-American, you know, like that. And I'm like, I hate statistics, yeah, by the way, everybody. Not so it's like, yeah. don't come at me like that. I'm India. Don't count me as a statistic, you know, right. um, and everything. And so, um, you know, he was just like, I said, well, um, I'd like to know more about, you know, basically wanted to have a child and so he was like we'll have to talk about that another day so it made me feel like he just pushed me off so what i did was Mm -hmm. i um left there i had kind of spiraled down people don't know like if i have bad moments really because i don't really show them a lot yeah my small circle i may say hey i'm having a bad day or hey um so i found myself kind of traveling down into a role of depression and mm-hmm. this is not too long ago. And so mm-hmm. um, once I started traveling out to that road of depression, I found myself saying, you know what? I can't go down this road. Holy mm-hmm. Spirit basically dealt with me. It was like, get back to work on what you knew you needed to do um, mm-hmm. and everything. So I basically released myself from trying to conceive, trying to mm-hmm. put my hands on it. I released mm-hmm. my hands back out. I right. let it back go. I was like, when I try to take a hold of it, because people making me feel bad because I wasn't going mm. to the doctor to see what was wrong. Um wow. and stuff. So um, so basically I was like, okay, so I took my hands back off of it because I was yeah. there. I took time out, but what I found out when I took time out to really try to figure things out on my own, mm-hmm. it really it didn't make things better by trying to figure it out yeah. in words. So basically when people ask, I'm very confident in telling them now, um, we have three. Um, right. and basically I'm now become like a full-time mom because they're now like, um, with the Sunday to Thursday. So they're mm-hmm. in the house, they're active. Um, my schedule is filled with their stuff as well. And then, um, mm-hmm. our son will be here, um, for the summer. So in reality, mm-hmm. now when I tell people, I don't even have time to have kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm busy. I'm always out of town. I'm traveling. And so mm-hmm. I'm really going to just enjoy my life. And if Holy Spirit right. Bible says, give me a baby in that midst, I'm doing everything possible to conceive. Yeah. Just go for you know, and everything. Yeah. So that's basically how I respond to it now. And now I wow. just help other women. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you saying that. I mean, I have fibroids, uterine fibroids. Um, and it does affect people differently. The doctors don't be understanding. Like, I don't want to say don't be understanding because that's not even the right way to say it. But they don't understand or did not understand how I was able to even have a vaginal birth with my first son. And, you know, of course, when I go to the new doctor now, he's, you know, um, he's uh, has doubts if I'll be able to 
conceit but i don't have doubts god doesn't have doubts you know just because of the size of my fibroid it's huge it's bigger than the baby um it's it's pretty big but um the baby's gonna push it out the way i mean that's what that's what happens um but anyway and so i heard that yeah I was actually ready. how do you read it was like have a baby i was like but you know the doctor's like yeah. it's not stopping you from getting pregnant i do feel like it does stop me in a way because of the hormones mm-hmm. offsetting it mm-hmm. um but um, I'll probably get back to it maybe next year sometime. Yeah. Um, when I say the baby whatever. push you out the way, it doesn't make it shrink. So the estrogen actually makes it grow oh. while you're pregnant. But the baby is going to end up taking over, meaning, well, in my case, surviving, not surviving, but living because it's like I have a dominion here. That's kind of what the baby, I have dominion here your second place so i'm going to be living here and then when i leave you can do what you do but (laughs) but this is where i'm living at the moment but anyway so let's uh that was we 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 have see the conversation is going right yeah yeah so i want us to get to um from a mess right how did you meet the man who you were in a three-year adulterous relationship with how did you meet him Facebook, um, basically was social media. <laughs> uh, it was Facebook, it was social media, um, and everything. Um, and then I literally just met him. Um, I was when I say I had just really y'all, y'all know how you say you fresh saved. I had uh-huh. really was like a babe and crazy. Yeah. So I was uh-huh. really like, you know how you get that newness. Yeah. Um, and I met him. He and, and he's still an amazing guy. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't discount that. Um, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and then so when I met him. Um, we went out to eat, different things like that, and then he sat me down, and then he told me. So oh, he didn't. Yeah. Have, it wasn't hid um, mm-hmm. or anything. I knew from the beginning. Um, I had mm-hmm. the choice, but right. I cared more about his heart more so than the legal paperwork uh-huh. um, that had to do with it. Because he was just like, "Hey, um, you know, she's threatening my kids," and he did put her on the phone, and she did threaten the kids and stuff. So it was in a situation, but it was in a situation that was a little bit too long three years you know and stuff and so that's basically how i ended up meeting him and then we basically spent time together and then we end up i guess being in a relationship because if you're in a relationship with a married man but you know what i mean right right (laughs) i mean you can you can actually be in a relationship it's just an adulterous relationship right right Uh, so in that relationship did you ever continue to ask him like uh when is are you you know when are you gonna get a divorce i paid for it you pay you even paid for it so what when you paid for it what was the excuse of him not proceeding? well what happened is we actually um to the point he said he didn't have the funds and so i offered um i wasn't broke so i offered the funds for the divorce and so we went together to the lawyer <laughs> it's funny now y'all because literally <laughs> um i remember and the, and the guy was like this is who you're divorcing from no he was like no this is my Oh, uh, my uh, girlfriend at the moment, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, okay, just making sure. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay, yeah. And so then it was more so like when we're down there, he paid. Um, She said she'll sign a paper. It was supposed to be that type of divorce. Easy, get it over with. They have a child um, or whatever in the picture. Um, But when she got the papers and stuff like that, she didn't sign. Mm-hmm. And so then it become childishness. She was younger, way younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff and it became playing games I'm not going to sign papers such and such such and such so it became mm. a waiting game and a frustrating game mm-hmm. and different things like that yes 
Okay, so he wanted to get a divorce. He did want one, but she was playing around with it. But the more of the push seemed like more that I was pushing for the divorce more than he was at one point. At Mm -hmm. a couple points. Because, you know, it was just so much. So it wasn't the fact that he was trying to get back with her. Because even after me and him broke up, then his divorce came, he actually married someone else. Mm -hmm. Totally separate than going back to her. Mm -hmm. So it was just a caught up type situation. Um, mm-hmm. and everything and a lot of times that I thought and it's like dang am I really stopping him from really being with his wife you get what mm-hmm. I'm saying like yeah. people break up people separate then they get back together it happens all the time you see people divorce and then they even get remarried you know so right. you know why, you know I'm all the way and I'm in, I'm in the midst of this and everything so definitely mm-hmm. did you find yourself wanting to actually talk to the wife at the time and figure out what was going on no, because she came to me a lot of times. Really? Yes. Um, it was just drama. It was so much drama. Um, she would come to me and tell me, how do I say I'm saved, but I'm sleeping with somebody else, man. Uh, she was like, um, you know, it was, she was just threatening me. And it was just so much drama with her and stuff like that. And then he'll go back off on her um, and such and such. I really didn't have to deal with her too much, mm-hmm. but it definitely was a lot of drama. And then at one point we were standing around the corner from each other, like literally like the street around the corner, like we were in a circle. So imagine like the circle right around the corner at one point mm-hmm. and different things like that. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of drama with her. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't her trying to, me trying to figure out like why it wasn't that it was more so just just drama it was a lot of drama yeah. um i dealt with a lot of internal demonic stuff i just tried suicide twice because i oh, feel like wow. i was stuck um and stuff yes i got the um police called on me the ambulance they checked on me um and different things like that it's because i was i was so stuck and i wouldn't say that i wasn't reminded daily mm-hmm. that i wasn't supposed to be in a situation because every mm-hmm. time i woke up holy spirit was like this ain't your husband but it was me fighting like i love him i love right him. And i had to learn that love does not trump what god what god yeah says, you know yeah. just because you love someone doesn't mean that you're supposed to be in a relationship right That's oh, definitely so a lot of times did you feel justified like especially when he would take up yes. you i felt justified number one because i wasn't having sex with him that was the first justification and so i thought that just because i was not actually fornicating or actually having sex that that it wasn't considered adultery but even the heart of a man was considered adultery and i learned that after the fact when a sister came to me and said india i want to let you know you're still in adultery so i thought just just because i was staying with him and not sleeping with him that i wasn't in adultery and later of course learning now i have a lot of wisdom Yes, you were in love with a married man in the heart. It's so it's a man, so it's wow. a man thinking. So I was still, yeah. So that's wow. one way I feel justified. Number two, I feel justified because I was his profile picture. No one knew that he was married except for like internal friends and different things like that. I was the profile picture on his page. I was all over his page. We took pictures together. He actually even um, proposed to me in on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, Louisiana in front of thousands of people. So you're mm. thinking like I am the one, you know, and different things like that. Yeah. Wow. So in the heart of a man, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking of how so many ways we can be deceived just you know well he proposed to me you know he's taken up for me um you know he's you know in her face he's saying he doesn't want you know he's saying he doesn't want his wife 
you know, it's really her. She's the reason the divorce is, you know, so that still, it doesn't matter if it's her when she, you know, so when she called you or, or said that you were sleeping with someone else's husband, are you saying that in those three years you all were together that you all didn't have uh, intercourse not one time? into the last year um mm -hmm. the last year maybe the last seven to eight months we did um at that oh. point i gave up on waiting and i just did whatever at that point mm -hmm. i was just like whatever and i just kind of gave up on the waiting and stuff and i just we just had sex yes right so within those two years you all were living together so the first part of the time we weren't i had my own apartment Mm -hmm. and things like that and then um i needed to move out of my apartment and i actually found a home but mm -hmm. he wanted to stay there as well and one of the main reasons so he can get custody of his daughter of his kids um mm -hmm. and everything so he felt that if the courts knew that he had was stay in a stable home mm -hmm. then he have more chances of becoming stable however i told myself and i told mm -hmm. him that when i move to another place with the divorce not being fine or at least mm -hmm. being in the in the making and i still chose to move into a home okay so his kid he, how many children did he have so with her um he had a son we knew for exactly and when i met the son was still a baby an orange baby or whatever wow. mm -hmm. uh, and everything and so then it was um a daughter so found out later that the daughter really wasn't his but he took care of her and it was mm -hmm. a lot of drama concerning that situation so mm -hmm. in reality the son was officially his okay but the daughter is that another way you felt justified because she was out doing things with other i did uh, because she had a boyfriend too she had oh, a boyfriend wow yeah she had a guy uh, she had a boyfriend. She was living her life, um, and she had her own. She on her own man too. So it was wow. like, we have a man, we're a man. Okay, what's holding us up? You know, we can mm -hmm. get together, um, and different things like that. So before we move into the final straw, did you have? Uh, did you uh, ever help take care of his kids? No. Okay, no. So, so what was the final straw that made you say, you know what? After three years of us doing this, I and mean, you finally uh, became intimate with him um what made you stop wanting to be intimate what made you stop wanting to live together like i mean what happened so it was a lot um domestic violence number one oh, um okay. it it verbal abuse um mm -hmm. was another one it was more so like um you know he called me a demon he called me the devil um <laughs> he said oh yeah it was a little bit more demonic you know mm -hmm. and so he, that demonic and more evil side start more to come out and so mm -hmm. then he was on medication you know mm -hmm. and so and then my mom at one point had to move in with us and so mm -hmm. doing this long she had to move in with us he basically told me in front of my mom that he would kill me and i feel Whoa. if you have any guts to tell me in front of the woman yeah. that birthed me that you would kill me then i'm leaving so yeah. I, had, I, I basically started to plan to leave i had to plan to leave because my mom was there um and i had another girl actually there she was pregnant and she needed a place to stay at the time so she actually had started to stay with us and i said if it wasn't for her my mom i'd be dead you know yeah. like i was frustrated with figuring out like why my mama gotta come stay with me and i was frustrated because why this girl you know i loved the girl as far as with a friend or whatever and i'm really mm -hmm. knew place, she really needed a place to stay and i was like why does she have to stay with me like you know and stuff like that but now thinking now she needed to be there because mm -hmm. if not if i had been there alone something more bad would have happened yeah um and things and so um what made me really leave is that 
Um, not only that, um, just wanting a man that respected who I loved, which was God. Right, right. Um, so he wasn't so, a man of God. No. And okay. so, um, and he didn't believe in Jesus. That was another Ooh, thing. Okay. He was of a different religion. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go that way, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything. He definitely was a different religion. Um, mm-hmm. so that as well. Somebody and it was people in my corner that kind of come hit me with that. Like, um, like even a pastor I was at the church with at the time, you know, you sleep in the bed with somebody that's not your husband, like you know, like mm-hmm. the preaching, because I didn't never stay, I didn't stay away from church. I didn't stay so away it didn't from impact. It didn't really impact your relationship with God, that um, relationship? I say that that's a good question. <laughs> I feel like I was more so covered a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, at one point, I feel like, you know how they say that God will turn you over to a reprobate mind? Mm-hmm. At one point, I was like, I don't want to be there because I'm literally waking up every morning. God is saying, this is not your husband. So when okay. are you going to listen? Get what yeah. I mean? Uh-huh. So at this point, it become that's when my mind became double minded. I became mm-hmm. double minded and I started dealing with a whole bunch of spirit and demonic things mm-hmm. in my mind. And I started fighting things. And that's where suicide came in at mm-hmm. anxiety and then suicide. I would literally have anxiety attacks because I'm in this situation and not knowing what to do. And so after this anxiety, then it was suicide mm-hmm. and then it was different mm-hmm. things. So, um, like I said, not only that, it was a lot of instances where. I had to call the police twice, um, or mm-hmm. whatever, um, and different things like that because he pulled out a gun, you know. Wow. Then I had to try to. Then I started tracking, you know, the many times that whatever he did, and I would track it or whatever. I didn't report him. I tracked mm-hmm. it or whatever. Mm-hmm. They asked me did I want to report, but I was that person. I didn't do it, but right. I definitely reported it. So if they ever call back, they know this many calls been to this household. Blah blah blah. So mm-hmm. um, basically, um, wow. But yeah, it was a lot into it to be honest with you mm-hmm. um and so i feel like the more long i stayed in it the more i found out the other side of him like mm-hmm. he was a sweetheart everybody saw this but they didn't see the other side like you know right. it was mm-hmm. i guess they do they call it narcissistic is that I the think word narcissistic i believe narcissistic? so i believe so you know so many people i've interviewed they've had their definitions of, of narcissistic um but i believe that 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 might be the word <laughs> all right and i never really defined it or whatever so um it was that it was the fact that i wanted a husband that loved jesus and i mm-hmm. and i wanted a husband that i did not have to teach and i wanted a yeah. husband that was able to lead me and then i also did love yeah. speaks which is um my organization and i mm-hmm. also wanted to start a male version and therefore i needed someone to properly lead it and so oh, when yeah. i started and i couldn't just get any man because at this point he's like no you're not talking to guys and stuff like that so mm-hmm. you know at this point i'm yeah. like okay god so yeah so wanting to know the future for my life and knowing where i wanted to be and where i want to go and who i knew god had called me to be mm-hmm. at that point or whatever mm-hmm. i knew that in that relationship i could not produce that it didn't it, it yeah. produce that at all so, so once true. i knew that that relationship would not produce the man that i really want the man that i really want to marry you can love somebody yeah. you want but you cannot really just think about right now you have to think about your whole yeah. future you know Absolutely. and everything mm-hmm. so definitely yeah so just i mean questions keep popping up but when you say double-minded you were double-minded uh what can, give me some examples of the double-mindedness you experienced so one minute i was like he's my husband i know it 
I want to be here. We just just kind of come. And then the next minute, it was like, no, you know better than this. You know, oh, yeah. and it was like uh-huh. I was going to and fro, to and fro. And then it says a double-minded man is unstable in all his, all ways. his ways. I was unstable at this Completely. point in my mind. That's where the anxiety came from. Yeah. So it was just thinking, okay, I know he loves me. And that's why I kept telling myself, I know he loves me. I know yeah. he loves me. Um, and stuff. And I kept telling myself that. And so, and then, you know, then next when I'm like, but he doesn't even love the fact that I praise dance at church. He doesn't even oh, he yeah. went to church, but he only went to support me. Then he stopped going to church. And I want a man that likes, you know, that's a kingdom, that's in the kingdom and different mm-hmm. things. Like that. So it was so much that I knew that I wanted in a husband, but it was not in him. It wasn't in him. So did you tell your friends about yes. these issues? And what would they say? So my friends did not know 100% everything. My friends, my close friends didn't know that he was married. Mm-hmm. Um, They didn't know that. They wasn't egging me on, but they also wasn't um, telling me that they're not going to be my friend. They was just like there for me, you know, and different things like mm-hmm. that. Uh, my best friend, after I kind of left, she was like, well, well, you know, you know, date a married man. Like she finally said it. I'm like, why mm-hmm. didn't you tell me that the whole time? Like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And, um, and then I had another sister, which made her don't talk as much now, but she was like, sis, I want to tell you something. I was like, what? She was like, I want to tell you that, um, you're an adultery. <laughs> she just, flat out told me and I said yeah and then you know she told me the truth and then there was other friends that really um egged our relationship on knew the situation um but when we broke up it was a lot of drama Mm -hmm. concerning it and stuff and Mm -hmm. I had to let them go because they was in the midst of all that stuff Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. leaving him alone I left alone I left a lot of other people too Uh I had to leave all of them yeah got you so what brings us to where you are now um after you left that relationship how long did it take you to find your husband or your husband find you i don't know how that happened girl like okay we broke up and we still had a house again remember so mm-hmm. um we were renting so his aunt was a co-signer to the house so basically his aunt had to um i had to text her i said hey i said your nephew um he's been highly i said we broke up i said i know the house is in your name um or whatever with ours and i said um and he's acting crazy i just want to let you know ahead of time so there was he did some damage to the house too and i sent her pictures i said but i'm going to leave or whatever and i said i'm going to send the renters um a message to them so i can leave and i know this isn't your name i don't want to ruin your credit so i'm gonna let you know and so she was like baby do whatever you have to do at this moment that's how it was mm-hmm. um and stuff so um i ended up meet the girl that was staying with me at the time had a car so she would take me around and find apartments and different things like that and so my credit score was not the best mm-hmm. um and then my mama's wasn't either at that point and so i was mm-hmm. like lord i got the money money was never an issue right, it right. was just trying to get into a, a nice place because i don't want to stay mm-hmm. anywhere right um so it was one apartment approved me um and everything and then i text him because at this point he had moved out mm-hmm. and i don't know who he was staying with and i said hey yeah. Um, when I, um, I was like, Hey, when I, um, when I leave, you can come and get this and this and this. And mm-hmm. so I did a play moment. I put the picture of me and him on the floor that we took mm-hmm. <laughs> and I left it. <laughs> I'm very and I left it in the middle of the floor with nothing in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Nothing. The only thing he had to come and get is like a TV stand that his auntie gave us. And I mm-hmm. didn't want everything else. He really didn't have nothing. I had everything in the house. 
So, mm-hmm. um, and so I left it there on the floor. And mm-hmm. so um, I told my uncles I need help moving. My uncles moved to help me move yeah. out on um, the different things like that. And then like that same week, I received a message from my now husband and was like, hey, um, hey, um, I saw you put on Facebook that you needed a male mentor to help start the male organization of your organization. <laughs> I want to know, can I interview for that position? And I'm like, who is this dude writing? He was like, hey, give me a call sometime. It was this guy with a Comcast uniform on. And I'm like, I know him from school, which I did, or whatever. He was a JRTC. I said, I guess I'd give him a call. And so uh, we started talking um, or whatever. And we started talking about the organization, of course, um, and everything. And then he was like, hey, let's have a meeting. And we did it at Hooters. And then we called other males to come help. Um, I didn't have a car at the time. So he came and picked me up with more so just friends. And so he picked me up um, and stuff like that. And then we end up um, going there. And then uh, we was watching. Um, he came to my house. He was always there for me, I guess you could say. Like he would go and put the chairs up um, and stuff for the youth and stuff at the events. Um, he was like, you need me to take you to the store. Um, when his car broke down, he got his mama to take me like, mama, wow. I need you to do this for her. Um, and stuff. I was on insulin and stuff like that. So he's like, Hey, I need you to take you to get her insulin. He would pay for my insulin. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. my insulin okay. Insulin. <laughs> Um, and so, um, so basically, um, to get from there to here, um, eventually found out he liked me. I didn't know it. And I didn't question him <laughs> or save too much or anything. I know he was a man of God. Um, and then he, we started going to be coming to Bible study or whatever, um, at my church at this time. And so, um, so basically once we did that, um, I found out he liked me. He finally told me. And then we started to, and he asked me why I date him. And I said, no, I told him I wasn't cool. And I, and I kept pushing him away, pushing him away and pushing him. I pushed him away a lot. He wouldn't go nowhere. So then Good, I, was like, right. oh, I was like, okay. I said, who is he? You know, at this point, what do you want, want me to do with him? Like, you know, right. like, my husband, cause this man doing all this other stuff and Holy Spirit said, and, and it was just a piece of my heart. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, okay. So I finally said, you know what? I'll date you. And after dating him, we went on a fast together with my church. You know, in the beginning of the year, you do a fast. And then all I know is like maybe two weeks after the fast, he, um, he proposes to me. Wow. So I'm like, wow. Okay. And so basically fast forward. Now we are married four years later. Wow. I love that story. So we still doing ministry together. You guys see my shirt. I had a meeting before that. We had to go to a meeting. We've been doing ministry ever since. Yeah, and I'm, I'm definitely gonna ask about that. I mean, it took you had you had to leave that relationship in right. order to get what you believe God had for you, and it, it didn't even take that long to come. It didn't at all. It was like it was just waiting there for waiting you. there for you. It was like dangling like India, but I had but to you right. I had to release that out of me, and then even he came while I wasn't healed. But mm-hmm. he stayed there. Yeah. And and basically stayed there until I healed. And I told him the truth. Like, I'm not healed. I'm not over him. Wow. And he was like, this is how you get over someone. You block them. You get rid of this and that. And at first I was like, you just want me. And you such and such. No, he was mm-hmm. like, no. This is really how you get over someone. Like, you can't say that you want to heal from, you know, him. And, you know, you're still accepting the phone calls. Yeah. Because right. he did try to call after and get back with me even after mm-hmm. the fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, this is so long. I don't, I mean, it's so much, right? It's a book. 
Uh, good old credit. <laughs> no, I mean it's a book. No, 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 no. When I say it's a book, I mean it's too much for us to talk about in this one setting, even though it's really good. I mean, this is probably one of the most authentic uh, conversations I've had in a while, and I really appreciate you for that. Um, but before we leave, I do want you to speak on your organization. Um, I see you started that organization before you got married. Um, what is it really about? It's called, it's called Love Speaks. So yes, Love Speaks stands for mm-hmm. letting our voices emerge mm-hmm. while, um, while um, spiritually providing education and knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so we're a group of women and men that basically help want to help um, the youth. Basically, we want to renew, um, reconstruct and revise the minds of our youth. So basically what we do is we implement consistent based programs within a community to create the new norm. So we have programs such as right now we have a natural hair program that we're fixing to do for g- girls and boys. Uh, we have a um, cooking class program, cooking program. Uh, we have a project identity to teach youth about their identity. And we have other events that we do in the community, but that's some mm-hmm. of the major events that we do. And yes, I started that one um, in 2012. Wow. And you started that and he kind of, he like he, his vision was kind of the same as yours. Right. But he was just oh, for the males. So he just came in and we just kind of mm-hmm. came together. And it, and it kind of blew up from there. Uh, is there any way that you help women of um, who are older? Yes, I actually now, um, not only helping women with mothers of angels, I help them heal from child loss and infertility. That's my other organization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I also now mentor um, youth, youth, young adults, and adults now, um, okay. and everything. So more so, my help will help women heal from childhood trauma, helping them mm-hmm. from mother issues, daddy issues, mm-hmm. um, helping them heal from, um, helping them get out of situations. Like on that post, I say, if you need help getting out of adultery, inbox me. I'm not judging you. Yeah. Nobody judged me um, or whatever. The only thing that found me out was my own sin. So, okay. <laughs> you know, and everything. So, um, basically, um, I help other women. If you just a person inbox me and want help, I help. If I post something on social media, I have just really started getting into the fact of helping other women that are older um, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and fully walking, I would say, into my calling of helping other people too, as far as we're older. Um, mm-hmm. If a woman just needs help getting through certain situations or they don't know, like I told my husband literally before this meeting, we had to get some food and we were sitting down. I said, if you can teach anything to anybody, that was how to pursue a woman. Okay. And anything because he did not leave me. Like, right. and I talk about that now because I help women deal with rejection and stuff too. Because mm-hmm. you know, and stuff because a lot of us stay in relationships because we have been rejected by everybody else. So we think he mm-hmm. loves me. That's you see that I grabbed onto that. Yeah. Um, or whatever, because my dad left me, my mom left me, like you know, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. But when mm-hmm. you heal from it, you understand there's a lot of other people in your life that will not leave you. Um right, and, yeah. you know, he didn't drop me. Uh-oh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people in our lives that will literally drop us. Hey, mm-hmm. I want to do her. No, boom, they gone. But right. one thing I definitely that made me literally stick to it. That's why I help other women is understanding. Um, mm-hmm. you don't have to go shoot your shot at a man. I don't even believe in that. I'm sorry for people that believe right. that. Yeah. I, yes, do I believe in communicating? Boy, of course. Texting him sometimes. Yes, of course. But I'm not fixing to pursue a relationship with you because you're doing all this pursuing. I'm not going to be the one to fully pursue. But I definitely will reciprocate what you're doing. Right, gotcha. And where is it? Because I'm gonna put it in the comments. Where can people find you if they want to connect? Um, actually, my Facebook page, India Andrews Hartman. Okay, just your Facebook page. Do you have yeah, a website? I have or a website? Messenger. 
Okay, um, so you're real good with Messenger. I'm really good with Messenger. I respond. If I don't respond, I'm probably sleep. But I respond <laughs> to all my messages um, and everything. Um, if they want to personally email me, which I'm fixing to make an email, um, really dealing with God been dealing with because I'm like, I don't want to do ministry um, and whatever. But India Marie Ministries, I am supposed to come up with. <laughs> He's pushing me. So I actually am going to create an email for ministry. For you, if okay. you just got stuff you want to just email me and just talk to me, I'll just respond back to you and talk to you, pray with mm-hmm. you through situations that you may be dealing with. And it's, I dealt with more than adultery. I dealt with not having a dad. I dealt with a, 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 a mom that was on crack cocaine in the crack. Oh, epidemic. wow. So I, I've dealt with a lot of situations directly. I'm a granny's girl. I've dealt with a okay. lot of stuff. So definitely. Okay. So your grandmother raised you? Yes, I'm a granny's baby. Okay. Wow. That's what Yeah, My mean. mother's alive now and she. It's fully like she's here now, but we don't have a mother daughter connection. It's a hey, mm-hmm. how you doing? I love you. I'll do for you, whatever. But it's not like, oh, let me give like 50 million Mother's Day gifts. I did buy a Mother's Day, of course, but it's not that bond. It's not the connection. Um, and stuff. Wow. Well, definitely. Wow. So, yeah, we have very to talk interesting. More. We do. We absolutely have to talk more. India Andrews Hartman, thank you so much for being an amazing guest, sharing your wonderful testimony. I mean, this is a start of something really new for you sharing this and you share a lot and we really appreciate you for that. If anyone is interested in getting in contact with India, um, I listed her uh, Facebook name um, down in the comments. You can email her at the, what's it? And you can do um, india.andrews at outlook.com. It's-